I think it was a shocking moment because it was in the context of something that is always make-believe. The movies are about fake violence and fake emotions. And then this like very real moment happened that was not make-believe. And I think in a day or two, people will start to talk about putting things into perspective and people may say, hey, this should not be occupying so much of our energy and attention when there are bigger problems in the world. In a way, this moment that created tension, released other tension, like I saw that before the Oscars, uh, Sean Penn uh, said that if the Oscars don't acknowledge what's happening in Ukraine, that people should boycott the Oscars. So the Oscars were maybe happy to change the subject, even if it took you know, what happened. Um, but I think we can focus on what people label the more important things while also devoting an appropriate amount of attention to this unique event because what would be great and what doesn't always happen is maybe the people involved can take all the eyes that are on them in this moment and use it for something good and create something positive out of it. It's like that thing where people say, you know, sex, you know, now that we've got your attention, dot, dot, dot. Um, because the reality is in our country, in our world, these are the people and events that attract everyone's attention. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing may actually be less important than recognizing that this event happened for a reason. This event could be the method or the vehicle for communicating important information to a large number of people. Like I'm, I'm just speculating here, but it feels like this is one of those things that ends up with a two-hour ABC special where Will and Chris and Jada and Denzel all sit down with Oprah and they talk about what happened. I wouldn't be surprised if Oprah's already thinking about that. And then it's like, well, if you have stumbled into a situation where you have an audience that wants to hear what you all have to say, you know, what are you, what are you going to talk about? How are you going to make the most of that opportunity? They can obviously use the opportunity to talk about the situation itself and examining the various dynamics at play. And Will Smith can acknowledge that he did something because something in his conditioning and the information he's been exposed to in his life and his perception of other people's perception of him obviously just caused him to act out in a way that most people have not seen him act, you know, before in, in real life. Um, I think he had a moment where he processed the information and thought he was supposed to do what he did. And it's just a really raw and intense moment because I imagine it was a, a real out-of-body experience for Will Smith. I imagine there's that moment where he's approaching Chris Rock and is like, oh my God, what, what am I doing? What have I gotten myself into? I'm not, I'm not sure I should have asked for this. And in a way, it, it is kind of a microcosm of Ukraine and things that come up all the time where the aggressor, 
whether it's Will Smith, Vladimir Putin, or any country and its leadership, including the United States, put, put something into motion and is then overtaken by certain conditioning and ideas that prevent the aggressor from retreating. And obviously it's not limited to countries, authoritarians, and celebrities. We have all been in situations like this on some level, even if it doesn't involve an act of violence, where we commit to something, a decision, an act, a position, but we don't retreat in time and then we regret it. So it's a good opportunity to observe a situation where Will Smith, who who has managed uh, publicly to always stay present, where Will Smith did not stay present and did not stay in his body, and did something that you know he probably wishes he didn't do, and that was contrasted by uh, Chris Rock, who was very present throughout the whole incident. It was it was a lame joke that was so beneath the standards of Chris Rock's comedy. I think he would have already been embarrassed by the joke just not being a good joke and that it didn't really land. I mean, he's he's referencing Demi Moore's haircut in a movie from like 25 years ago. But the fact that he never even you know raised his hands, just took the hit, and with all the craziness that followed, managed to go on the way he did, was pretty impressive, I thought. And it, it all could have been so much worse. I mean, if Will Smith really clocked him with a closed fist, like... Like, thank God he at least processed the information in a way that caused him to only smack him and not punch him in the eye. And it could have been worse if Chris had responded differently. And, you know, nobody's right or wrong. I mean, it's not like there's a, or that there should be a team Chris or a team Will. It doesn't have to be that way. These are just two human beings going through life and and they're all just doing the best they can in the moment and will probably do better the next time. It doesn't have to be and shouldn't be a life-defining moment. Our lives are all filled with so many moments, some better than others, some you wish you had back. That's just part of the deal when you're incarnate and when you're in the human form on this planet. So, I mean, what happened was in some ways a beautiful thing in so many ways because it reminds us of how complex we all are and how miraculous that is and what a blessing it is to be a human being just like Will Smith and Chris Rock. You're a part of them and they're a part of you. And obviously hindsight is twenty uh, twenty, but we can probably come up with many ways that Will Smith could actually have come out on top with his words instead of his actions. I mean, I don't think he needed to do it in the moment, but even if he felt he had to do something right then and there, he could have gone up to the microphone and said, you know, I know you're a comedian. We know this is part of the deal when you're a celebrity and you're sitting in the front row at the Oscars, but that joke was beneath you. It was at Jada's expense and it was hurtful. And we should all be more sensitive about commenting on someone else's appearance. You know, everyone cares about their appearance parents, especially in this room when it's intertwined with the profession. And it doesn't matter who you are, but it definitely it touches a nerve when you say things like that. And it's not the example we should be setting. Um, you know, he could have said things along those lines. I mean, I mean, if part of Will Smith's intention 
was to embarrass Chris Rock because he embarrassed Jada, that probably would have been more effective than what he did. And even now, Will Smith can be humble and acknowledge that he at first laughed at the joke and he can look at that more carefully, um, how he's conditioned to laugh, how he wasn't really present even in that moment, which is understandable on some level uh, because it was a night with a lot going on for him. And I think what maybe happened is that he felt shame or some fear about laughing and therefore tried to correct his error and he ended up making things worse. And that's not an uncommon thing that happens to humans. Um, But if he can even just talk now after the fact about that aspect of it and talk about it honestly, um, the fact that he laughed and why he laughed, I, I think that's something everyone can learn from and everyone can acknowledge and embrace their own imperfections and their momentary lapses in judgment. Um, choosing to laugh or not laugh at something is a, a rich area of potential growth for everyone, which touches on issues of conforming and appeasing others and giving up your autonomy to really absorb the joke and only laugh if the laughter is genuine. Um, so if people are going to devote time and energy to this thing, there's a a lot of really good things that can be talked about. And maybe Will and Chris can also use the opportunity to bring attention to other issues like, you know, like something like Ukraine or climate change and just take advantage of the fact that they have all these people paying attention to what they might have to say and use the opportunity to advance some common interests of which I'm sure there are many between the two of them. Um, When two people, two other human beings on the planet capture your attention, I think it's a mistake to be dismissive of the moment on the basis that it's celebrity news and not what other people have classified as the real news or the important news because a lot of the people who you know on the planet, you know them because they are celebrities and not because you have a personal relationship with them. And so if you're dismissive of someone or something that occurs on the basis that it's frivolous because it involves something having to do with the portion of your life devoted to entertainment, which is a big part of many people's lives, then you're maybe cutting yourself off from a lot of potentially valuable information after you've already invested the time and energy to have access to that information. That doesn't mean becoming embroiled in it and having really strong positions and wanting certain outcomes and locking yourself into taking a certain side. But the other extreme of just ignoring it and moving on is a potential missed opportunity for your own personal growth and the evolution of our society. Once someone has captured your attention, there's no shame in processing the information you receive from them, whether it's someone you're a fan of or someone you despise. Um, I think this moment resonated for me and captured my attention because of my relationships with these people even though I do not know them personally. And I think because I do not know them personally, 
we share this one deeply personal, intimate moment after so many years of not having any intimacy, it, it therefore affects our relationships in a more meaningful way. Um, relative to the 8 billion people on the planet, we don't know that many people. If you made a list of all the people you know, starting with your you know, family, friends, classmates, coworkers, neighbors, all the many people you've met over your lifetime, even just a single encounter, then you add to that list all the people who you don't know personally, but you, you know because they're public figures or celebrities, but they don't technically know you. If you add up all those people together with the people who you do know personally, it could be a long list, but the list still isn't that long relative to the billions of people on the planet. And because there are so many people on the planet and it's easy to feel you're alone and not connected to billions of people on the planet, those relationships with the public figures are still very significant. And there's a lot of energy and, and data that's being exchanged between you and those public figures. And a public figure is receiving a lot of energy from so many people, having them in their consciousness, in their consciousness, which can be a lot of energy to subconsciously process for the celebrity. And if I just took Will Smith and Chris Rock and added up the number of hours that I've consciously paid attention to each of them over the years, it's, it's not a lot of time but maybe it's still a few hundred hours between movies, TV shows, interviews, award shows, magazines, whatever. And, you know, a few hundred hours of data, if it's that much, it's still a lot of data concerning those two human beings relative to the rest of the human beings on the planet. Um, I mean, there are people who I'm related to, relatives of mine, and my interactions and experiences with them amount to fewer hours than my experiences involving Will Smith and Chris Rock, who are not even especially high on the list for me as far as my time investment when it comes to celebrities or public figures. It's, um, it's actually kind of interesting because both Chris Rock and Will Smith entered my consciousness at just about the same time, like 1988 to 1989. So they've been in my life for like 33, 34 years, which is a long period of time to be aware of another person. And my relationship with each has been different, but similar in some ways. If I'm just tracking the few things they've done that have really resonated with me. Um, I became aware of Will Smith first before Chris Rock which was when the video came out for Parents Just Don't Understand. Um, but then within a year of that, one of my favorite movies as a kid was the uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans movie, I'm Going to Get You, Sucker. I, I watched that movie many, many times and always acted out the uh, Chris Rock scene. I still know it. Something, something just came up about ribs like just a few weeks ago, and, and I said, how much for an order of ribs? I sure am hungry. And... And I, I said to the person I was with, I, I'm just quoting a Chris Rock from an old movie. But that movie was like 33 years ago. And then after that movie came out, eventually I heard the guy from the 
rib scene and I'm going to get you sucker was joining the cast of Saturday Night Live and I was really excited to see him on SNL and then he wasn't really utilized very effectively on SNL which was kind of a disappointment and then around that time Will Smith had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and lots of my friends liked it and talked about it but I, I just couldn't get into it it just wasn't my thing um, one of the only episodes I remember is when Chris Rock was on the show because I was a fan of Chris Rock and it's actually kind of interesting to maybe look at the humor in that episode of, of Fresh Prince and see how that content maybe contributed to the mindset or mentality that impacted the incident at the Oscars many years later and I wouldn't even be surprised if this incident results in Chris Rock and Will Smith both having to apologize for that episode of Fresh Prince when people dig that up. Um, so I was off the Will Smith train when it came to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But then in 1993, Will Smith was in one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, Six Degrees of Separation. And I still, I still think of that movie and Will Smith's performance all the time. That movie alone has actually uh, probably sucked up hundreds of hours of my thoughts now that I think about it. Um, I always think of Will Smith saying uh, that Kandinsky is painted on both sides. And I always think of so many lines and uh, scenes from that movie. And I thought it was really ironic that shortly after the incident at the Oscars, they paid tribute to Sidney Potier. And in Six Degrees of Separation, Will Smith plays a con artist who pretends to be Sidney Potier's son and you know just what, what a missed opportunity for Will Smith to remind everyone about his best performance ever and pay tribute to a legendary actor in my mind I was just thinking wow it's amazing that Will Smith kind of you know took away from Sidney Potier's moment considering he played his fake son in a movie that has always been the one thing Will Smith has done in his career that affected me the most um and then a few years later, after Six Degrees of Separation, was when Chris Rock came out with Bring the Pain, which was just like, you know, next level comedy and, and groundbreaking. And I was just watching some of it only a few months ago. And I remember thinking when I was just watching it how he was like 30 years old when he did that. And the way he's, you know, commanding that stage and the performance he delivers and the confidence. And it's just a really powerful and impressive performance and at the time i was excited that the guy from the rib scene in i'm gonna get you sucker had finally really broken through and getting the attention he deserved um but i think with both of them with six degrees of separation and bring the pain and i guess the 90 seconds that chris rock was in i'm gonna get you sucker they they each created something that really resonated with me um, and I'm not being dismissive of the rest of their work, but my relationship with each of them has been connected to very specific contributions they made, very specific ideas. And since then, I've you know had them in my consciousness in different ways for the past 25 years. And then after this long sort of calmer period in my relationship with them, where I was not as focused on them, but always aware of them, to have this really explosive moment 
was pretty shocking. Um, and, and Chris Rock's delivery in some of the exchange that he had at the Oscars, it was you know said in that sort of vintage Chris Rock delivery. Uh, so there's there's just like this familiarity with each of them as far as their speech patterns and mannerisms. And then at the Oscars, Chris Rock kind of stayed in character as the Chris Rock character we've come to know. But Will Smith broke from the Will Smith character that has always filled our consciousness, you know, which was kind of jarring. And maybe that's why it's necessary to have so many years of other experiences with these two so that when there is a departure from what we're accustomed to, like there was, it resonates more and offers an opportunity to learn from it and benefit from it. Um, when I when I first became aware of Chris Rock and Will Smith 34 years ago, this moment had already occurred in the non-linear universe. And there are things that each of them have done over the past 34 years to keep my attention and to keep them in my consciousness, which then served me to facilitate my response to this moment in the year 2022. Um, I, I think what I'm saying is that you can certainly dismiss what happened and move on with your life, which is fine, but you don't have to just because it only involves two celebrities and just because there are millions of people you know, being affected by Vladimir Putin's actions and all sorts of other evils in the world. For all you know, this is the thing you're supposed to be focused on and Ukraine is the distraction. You shouldn't let other people decide what you should and should not be paying attention to. The information you're meant to access is wherever you find it. If you had a reaction to the incident, it's maybe because you have invested valuable energy in those two people who are in your orbit on some level and are not in everyone else's orbit. So before moving on, it's okay to process what happened and to take advantage to learn from it without judgment of anyone involved. Um, you know, something happened very quickly and everyone involved, including those watching, reacted based on very different life experiences, each person seeing and reacting to the events from a different life perspective that brought everyone together for that shared moment. Um, so you, you've already invested the energy in these people. So when it finally culminates in this intense climactic moment, don't let it pass you by if you don't want it to. Uh, stay present, feel into each person involved and what they might have been feeling in their human bodies. They're all real people with real human bodies, just like your own, living real day-to-day -day lives that are just as vivid and complex as your own. Um, stay connected to them to better prepare yourself for the many situations that might come up in your own life. Um, remember that we're, we're all one, we're all the same, we're all connected, we're all pulling data from the same collective consciousness and the data is only frivolous if you choose to make it frivolous. It's like 
it's like Stockard Channing says in the movie Six Degrees of Separation about her relationship with Will Smith's character when she's asked, well, why does it mean so much to you? And she says, he wanted to be us. Everything we are in the world, this paltry thing, our life, he wanted it. And we turn him into an anecdote like we're doing right now. Uh, but it was an experience. I will not turn him into an anecdote. And, and I'm not doing it justice because Stocker Channing's delivery crushes me every time. But what happened at the Oscars is only an anecdote if you choose to make it only that, which is fine. It's okay to ignore whatever you want to ignore. We don't have the time to process everything, but you can engage even if it's not the most horrible thing happening on the planet. There's information everywhere. It's there. Can you see it? The bottom of your paper cup. It's there. Can you see it? Thank you for listening.